Hi, I'm Mark Morenshaw from Newsdata. Our skilled journalists spend hundreds of hours each week researching, writing, and editing content for our energy newsletters. For independent, expert coverage of Western U.S. electric and natural gas issues, visit Newsdata.com for your free trial subscription. Broadband. We need it for work and for school, for our health and our economy. What's being done to bring broadband internet access within reach of every American? Let's talk about it now on Rural Broadband Today. Here's your host, Stephen Smith. And thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Rural Broadband Today. I am not Stephen Smith. This is Andy John substituting um, as the podcast host for Stephen here at the Fiber Connect 2021 conference from the Fiber Broadband Association. Today, we're taking a look at the people and issues shaping the rural broadband story, and I'm excited to have you join us. My guest for this episode is Mark Freeman, who is Manager of Network Operations for Sprout Fiber, uh, part of Coleman Electric Cooperative. Mark, thanks for joining me. Yeah, anytime, Andy. Appreciate it. Uh, we are having Mark by the booth here at the um, Fiber Broadband Association Fiber Connect 2021. Uh, so as, as you've noticed with the previous two episodes on here, we've got, uh, I always like to say it's not background noise, it's ambiance uh, <laughs> as we're here at the, at the booth of the trade show. A lot of good discussions going on throughout the week, um, including the session that Mark was a part of called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Lessons Learned from Network Operators. So, Mark, I wanted to get in what the, the panel talked about, but first, uh, give us an update on, on kind of where you are in the network build. Sure. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Um, so, we've been, Sprout Fiber Internet has been going, we publicly announced last year in July, so we just celebrated our one-year birthday. Um, we turned up our first uh, customer or subscriber um, in January, so we've been... Um, deploying uh, broadband internet for you know the past uh, seven months, and uh, we're sitting right around 800 subscribers right about now. Um, uh, our f- first phase that we're actually developing uh, and designing that uh, is going on is we're b- building a uh, utility infrastructure. So we're connecting. We have um, currently 13 substations that we are interconnecting uh, with our fiber backbone ring. So we're gonna. We're creating a 100 gig uh, redundant backbone ring interconnecting our substations so that we can migrate our substation uh, data connectivity off of a uh, third party provider's MPLS network over to our own. So we'll have a faster response time um, and being able to utilize our own infrastructure to monitor our utility equipment uh, in the substation and also in the field. So uh, it's not only helping the co-op, but it's also helping our members to, to provide and prepare for a what we call smart electronics to where we can uh, remotely monitor, manage, make changes on the fly with our utility equipment and also eventually add smart meters to our members' homes so that they can uh, monitor their their power consumption on a daily basis and make changes to help them uh, better equip and manage their their money flow of their use of the utility. So, uh, the, so as we build this uh, fiber ring, we're also turning up subscribers along the route. So this first phase has about 18,000 uh, uh, homes passed that we're doing. Uh, Coleman Electric has about 45,000 meters. Um, so this is you know about a third or so, or uh, a little bit less than that of the number of homes passed that we're doing. And then, um, we're about to present the next uh, phase to our board for approval, um, and in fact, in a, 
pretty confident that'll pass. And once that passed, then we'll focus mainly on the rural part and uh, where the most need is for those members of Coleman Electric that don't have any internet at all. So there's there's a large portion of our members that can't even get internet right now. So that's really our goal is to improve our infrastructure and then start providing the needs of, of, of our community. And I'm sure they'll be happy to, uh, w- once you guys get set up and get them connected and everything, that's going to be huge for the, uh, for the community. Um, and, and full disclosure, we have worked with Coleman uh, through most of that, and uh, they've been um, uh, helping, you know, in helping them launch Sprout Fiber and uh, been, been great folks to work with and, and uh, great uh, mutually beneficial uh, process there. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your session um, because we, on this podcast, we have had uh, a lot of folks on the, the regulatory side, the policymaker side, a lot of the, the CEO types who are overseeing uh, and, and talking high-level rural broadband and, and challenges nationwide. But as somebody who's in the trenches every day, um, you know, on that, that battle uh, to connect all of rural America, um, I, I wanted to get into a little bit about what, what your uh, discussion was yesterday with that session. Go ahead and, and touch on some of the highlights, if you don't mind. Sure, yeah. Um, it is a great thing to be able to say that we're helping America and helping rural America by deploying broadband internet. And, you know, it, what we do kind of is one of the reasons why I'm doing this job is, you know, the benefits and just, just knowing and talking to people in the community and just hearing hey, I've never had internet and you know, now I'm able to, my kids are able to do homework and we're able to, uh, to work and watch movies at home that we've never been able to do. And uh, you know, those are, are great things. Um, and that's kind of what keeps us going through all the challenges and difficulties uh, that we have. And, uh, Definitely. Um, but yeah, so some of the, the highlights that we talked about yesterday is um, you know, with designing, you, know, you can plan, you can uh, prepare for a lot of things but a lot of times you know things just don't work out you know you're um, uh, consultant a lot of times you know uh, you might have problems or bad engineering and just knowing uh, when you see the problem like one of the biggest things is that I always uh, when I'm talking to new co-ops that are deploying or thinking about deploying broadband internet is hiring somebody that knows fiber, knows the outside plant, because as a co-op, all the co-op knows about is power. They just know, you know, the infrastructure, how to deploy fiber, but I mean, deploy uh, power, but they don't really understand the hardware and what's required to design a G-PON or a fiber architecture that sits on your uh, utility pole. So, Having somebody that knows that to when your consultant or your engineering firm is designing something, they can say, hey, that's not right. Uh, It needs to be, it should be this way. And if you don't have that person, you're literally taking that consultant, that engineering firm's uh, truth and and applying that. You're, You're putting that into production. So having somebody to vet that out that knows uh, the construction requirements and parameters to be able to see and catch that um, is a very important thing. And uh, on the flip side of that is not only from the uh, construction side, but from the network side too. You know, having somebody that knows how to deploy um, the network architecture and infrastructure to actually get the data packets, you know, from the internet into your uh, central office, out the fiber, and then into the home without any delay. 
in uh, getting that done in the most efficient and productive way uh, is very critical. Um, but uh, those are probably the, the most important things. And like for us, you know, one of the struggles we had is, you know, we had some problems with engineering and, you know, we actually luckily had a, um, one of our contractors catch, pulled us to the side and said, hey, your design is, is not per standard, per spec. You know, it needs to be done this way. And then when we started investigating and looking into it, we realized there was a lot of things wrong that we had to go back and adjust and change. So we actually had to go to our board and say, hey, we have to stop our construction uh, and, and fix these issues. And, you know, that was a hard thing to do was to, you know, yeah, go back. that's not a fun conversation. That was not a fun conversation when you had to go to your board and say, hey, we're stopping production, um, but it's one of the things where as a co-op, you know, we're building this for our members and we want to make sure it's the best uh, design, best implementation that's going to last the longest time. We don't want to just go throw up uh, fiber and just to get it to the home. We want to make sure that it's designed, it's planned for the next phases, for the subscribers at the end of the line. We want to make sure that we have enough fiber to get to the very, the very last member of Coleman Electric. And, uh, that wasn't being done, so we actually had to stop, redesign everything that had been done, and it took us about three to four months of no construction, and it was a hard, hard decision to make. But looking back, it was the right decision to make. You know, just having somebody to give you that insight and to know that is, is very critical, and uh, it was a game changer for us. But you know, we were able to correct it. We now have a very good installation, very good uh, construction team, engineering firm that, that's working on that, and it is up to our standard. You know, we want to, you know, one of the things I said was, you know, we want to have the best fiber uh, construction in the state of Alabama. I don't think every co-op probably wants, wants that, and, you know, we want to make sure that it meets the standards that our utility guys have. So we, we go above and beyond especially since you know, the co-op is member-owned. You know, we want right. to make sure that we're using their money wisely and developing the best product uh, for our members. Definitely. Now, during the time that you guys are doing this, the overall atmosphere, whether it's in Washington or Montgomery or, or wherever, rural broadband is a hot topic right now. And everybody's talking about building infrastructure and building uh, rural broadband. How, what, what are some things that, that you know from your experience building this network and, and previous experience, what are some things that people don't understand about rural broadband and, and everything that goes into it uh, for someone like yourself? Um, I think the, the biggest thing you know, with rural broadband is probably just the amount of people that don't have the internet and how difficult it is to get to those people that don't have the internet. And they're, they're rural for a reason, because right. it's hard to get to them. That's, right. that's why they're considered rural America, because if it wasn't easy, I mean, it wasn't hard, they would have internet right now, if that makes sense. So the, the right. difficulty is getting the internet to them because they live in the middle of nowhere and, and nobody, no other service provider has found it beneficial to take their money or their investment and build an infrastructure to reach those people, or reach those chicken farms, or to reach those right. farmers that are in the middle of nowhere on the end of our power grid, you know, that literally don't even have cell phone coverage in their homes. And, you know, by being the utility company and providing power for them, if you're getting power from Coleman Electric, you're going to get you're going to have the ability to get a one gig symmetrical internet service no matter where you live on our grid. And 
It's uh, pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable. And the beauty is, you know, as we deploy this and as more subscribers get on, the you know, we're not, I mean, we're not here to make a profit. We're here to make, to gut even, anything that we make, we're just reinvesting that into the network, into right. the substations, get better equipment to help lower our other members on the power side. So it's a evolving um, uh, a company and also product, how the utility company with the subsidiary are working together to improve our members and our company. But the, the, the best thing, I mean, like this, rural's rural for a reason, and that's because sure, they're, sure. they're hard to get to. So, right. I think that's the biggest challenge. Is you know you don't really know it how rural it is until you get out there and start driving, you know, and seeing the where these people live and how difficult, how far out they are from the city, and and what it takes to, to build an infrastructure to get there. Like you said, if it was easy, it would have been done already. Yep. As we're uh, as you've gone through the build here, um, what are some things? And I think you've touched on uh, a couple of them already. Uh, but what are some things that surprised you uh, as you were were doing this? You know, like you talked about the best laid plans, and you guys had to redo a lot of those. Uh, but what have been some things, either positive or negative, that have been a surprise to you throughout this process? Oh my goodness! Um, I probably I was this was one of my big topics uh, during the the panel that was on was addresses. Addresses have been the thorn in our side. It's okay. uh, from the utility side, you know, at Coleman Electric, everything was done on a meter number and a map number. So, you know, if when you're, because they have a grid and, you, and your house is assigned. So if you needed power, you know, the utility guys would just send out somebody to this grid number and it told you how to get there. And they never really had a service address. They just had a billing address. So. When we deployed, you know, Sprout Fiber Internet, you know, GLDS uh, is uh, one of our partners that does our billing system. They're a great company. I think they're um, right through the wall they here. Are they're that, right, they're right the on the show. other yep. side, yes. So uh, I highly recommend them. They've been a phenomenal uh, partner and one of the reasons that, that we are successful. And, you know, they've been helping us. One of the things when we were implementing them, they were like, hey, uh, where's your addresses? You know, you got to have an address in here for somebody to sign up with. And we're like, what? You know, so... You know, another another uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, we get the import out of our uh, utility system, and we realize that there are blanks in the service addresses. So you know, so here we are trying to now go back and cross-reference. You know, all these billing addresses, map numbers with with actual service addresses. It's just amazing that we can provide uh, a utility service to a house, but have no idea where that service address is. It's that's, kind of- that's uh, interesting. Yes, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. So uh, Bonnie, who's uh, who I work with, she's on the marketing side. She has the unfortunate um, task of correcting all these addresses. And a lot of them too are, you know, they're just non-serviceable addresses. Like they could be, you know, like a, uh, a sign or a chicken shack, or not chicken shack, but like some type of of, of something that's getting power that's right. not a residence, you know? Right. So we have to go filter, clean all that. But the biggest thing is just getting good addresses. You know, our addresses didn't have plus four zip codes, you know? Okay. And then when you get the addresses, you know, then you got to create, you know, taxes, franchise codes, you know? It's just a whole different ball game uh, when, you're start, when you're deploying voice, you know, with data. but. That's one of the things, again, you don't really think about until 
you're actually implementing it and it's like, oh, you know, it might help if we have some uh, some good addresses. But that's that, way that's way less the the way less exciting part of the build than you know rolling <laughs> trucks out there. Yeah, <laughs> for me being on a network side, that's the last thing I want to do is sit right. in a meeting all day long and right. going over tax codes and verifying addresses in a spreadsheet. So Man. that's not a network guy's uh, dream dream day to spend their. Uh, it's been their uh, day, but uh, that, that's probably one of the challenges. And one of the other challenges that that we've been through is just uh, you know with COVID, uh, just the shortage of hardware and, and getting equipment has been a challenge. Um, our, we had to actually delay our project um, six months because of just not being able to get equipment in. So um, again, we had to go to the board again, you know, and that wasn't a uh, a good talk either. But Again, we wanted to make sure we were prepared and you know had everything lined up. We didn't want to take the chance of getting to that date and not being ready. So that was again another good decision that we made of just you know waiting a little bit longer. But we had a very success that gave us a little bit longer to. We had some friendlies that we tested for a couple months just to make sure everything was rock. So when we did Always launch, a good idea. Yes, so when we did launch in January, we had a full month of billing of internet voice line. We knew everything worked well. So when we did start that initial launch, everything went very smoothly. We've already had burn time in the network. It was a, a lot smoother process. So, I mean, again, we still, I think anybody, any service provider out there right now, especially co-ops, are struggling with, with the hardware, with the chip shortages right now. So right. That's been the, a very common theme here yeah, this week. Yeah. Getting, the, getting your wireless routers, because it doesn't matter how many installs you can do a week if you don't have the hardware to put in those homes. I mean, that's your project can come to a stop and uh, your revenue stops. So, you know, that's that's a not a board meeting I want to have uh, with my board to, right. uh, to let them know that we are unable to do home installs because we don't have any equipment. So um, that's a challenge that we have. It's, and we're still dealing with that. Um, but. Uh, I think everybody's struggling with that. Just proper planning and forecasting is is uh, very critical there. But sure, you know, I think some of the joys you talked about is you know just seeing uh, uh, the faces and getting the um, Bonnie does a lot of our social media, but just seeing the reviews and the feedback from our members. And uh, I hired a uh, uh, on the network team uh, an installer from a um, another ISP in town. And you know, he went out and when he first was going out doing, we sent him out to learn some of the installs and he, was, and he had to go do a couple of installs and he was out, I can't remember where he was, in the Fairview area in Alabama and he did an install for this lady and he said uh, that when he was leaving, she was hugging him and just almost crying like how happy he was that she's had no internet. And he's like, I've been doing this for 10 years and I've never ever seen somebody act like this because I just wow. gave them internet, you know. Wow. I think it's I think that's when you realize the difference between working for a cooperative who is doing something for the members than just uh, another ISP who's just a number you know, they're just turning somebody up as another number or another customer. So I think that goes to show how when you have cooperatives deploying broadband internet and they're doing it for their members, they're local for their members and and they're doing everything to help our members' uh, lives better, and just how we bend over backwards to provide the best service possible. And you know, one of the key words that I, I use with the team is, we are our goal is to differentiate ourselves and uh, to set ourselves apart. And the way we do that is through service. And 
I mean, if you think about it, and one of the things we talked about in that uh, panel was anybody can deploy internet. I mean, anybody, you can get internet from anybody. You can get a 4G hotspot, you can do whatever you want, but it's the service and the quality of that network that's in the home is how you're going to differentiate from uh, the competition. You know, when somebody calls up, they're going to answer the phone. Can you be there in 30 minutes? You know, we're able to, when somebody calls up, it's during the day, we are there. Uh, somebody from Sprout is in their home troubleshooting and replacing equipment. Um, and you know, we take that serious and you know, we're proactively monitoring their networks uh, to make sure everything is well. So just going above and beyond to, sure. to make sure that our members are getting the best service possible is I think one of the ways that, that we do that and to, to make sure that our members are getting what they signed up for and, and what they wanted with, with Sprout Fiber Internet. Last thing for you, if you've got somebody, and I know there are plenty of them here at this conference who's not as far along as you are, somebody who's maybe thinking about it or, or getting into the, the, the broadband business, we've talked about a number of things here, uh, but, but what's a piece of advice, whether it's something you covered already or something we haven't gotten to, what's a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is thinking about getting into the broadband business but not there yet? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I would do is if, you know, I can speak more from a cooperative, but if you're a cooperative or somebody's looking to deploy it is go find another co-op or somebody who's in the same line of business as you and go visit them, spend time with them, you know, see their process, you know, who are they partnering with, you know, like who is your consultant, who's your engineer, who does your voice, you know, what equipment do you use? Um, that is instrumental. And, it, and if you do use a consultant or a partner, make sure that you get multiple vetting uh, of, of people that actually use them. You find out who they use, you contact them and call them and get their experience on how, what their pros and what their cons are with using that consultant, with using that engineering firm, because you know that they are the, the prime, uh, what carries that project. You want to make sure that the investment that you're putting in, they indeed are able and capable of doing that work. Um, the other thing that I think has been instrumental for Coleman Electric and especially for me is the partners that we have. Um, you know, I mentioned GLDS for my billing system. Um, you know, we use Logicom. Uh, they are a voice provider. Um, they provide our voice and also our tier one support. You know, they are instrumental with providing that front, the front line, um, with providing the voice service. They also help us with some tier three networking consulting. Um, so having good partners like them, having good partners like OnTrack, OnTrack is, does our home install. So when somebody signs up for internet, when somebody, the first person they see is an OnTrack employee. So they, OnTrack is the face of Sprout Fiber Internet when they walk in. They're walking in with polo shirts on, professionally dressed. You know, they do an outstanding job. They go out of their way for the customer education. And that's one of the reasons why we partnered with OnTrack is for that professional above and beyond. But we're willing to, to you know, take on the responsibility of getting a good company like OnTrack to come in and do that because that's the level of service that you know, our members right. expect. So you know, they, they are the front line of Sprout Fiber Internet. So getting good partners like them, you know, getting good partners like Sienna, like Adtran, Walker, Wesco, Calix, those are getting good partners that you know that I, 
that you've had from other experience. I, I've worked with a lot of these from over the years. I've over 21 years in telecommunications, so I've worked with a lot of these. So, but if you don't have that experience, that's where having that networking guy can help. But really just talk to other co-ops, talk to other, and find out who they use, who they like, who they don't like. And, and don't, don't just go make decisions on your own. And you know, a lot of times it's helpful just to bid it out. Um, bidding out the services uh, yourselves and getting the, the best uh, service for that. So hopefully those are good things. You know, don't rush to, um, you know, we were, off, we were thrown into a lot of time schedules that I really didn't agree with, but we were just in time crunches, you know. Uh, a lot of times we had problems and I just got thrown in and I just had to fix it. But, you know, making sure you, you, you give yourself enough time to test, you know, deploy, don't just let the board predict your time frame. You know, make sure you plan and, and give enough time. But this is a huge investment, right? You want to make sure it's smooth and it all goes well. So just giving ample time to do your testing and vetting and making sure the decisions you are making are the right ones for your company and your or your co-op. Excellent. Big investment of, of money, of time, of energy, effort. I mean, everything that goes into it for uh -huh. sure. So, well, Mark, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Thanks for this opportunity and uh, glad to be here. He is Mark Freeman, manager of network operations with Sprout Fiber and uh, with Coleman Electric Cooperative in Alabama. Thanks, Mark. And uh, we'll talk on the next episode. Thank you, sir. And thank you for listening to Rural Broadband Today, where we take a look at the people and the issues shaping the rural broadband story across America. I'm your host, Andy Johns, filling in for Stephen Smith, and this program is produced by WordSouth, a content marketing company, an affiliation with Pioneer Utility Resources. Please share this episode with your network and help us tell the rural broadband story. Thank you for listening. Rural Broadband Today is a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company.